Ah, yes, now we are back on Comic Stripped, a Rattlegym Broadcasting premiere podcast. And I am your host, the mandated reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Rattledge. And happy Valentine's Day, everybody. And I couldn't think of a better way to spend Valentine's Day than discussing <laughs> a rom com starring Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson based on a webcomic with the one and only. He's on his way to you, the misfit and the miscreant, Ronnie Adams. How do you do, sir? Oh, um, Peach Keen, Jelly Bean. How are you? I cannot complain. Um, I went out and took my dog for a walk today. I got the movies in that I need to watch for tomorrow done. Nice. So, you know, uh, I did spend some of Valentine's Day with my actual wife. And we we did Valentine's Day things, so I have everything is coming up Millhouse. How about you? I'm <laughs> I'm single, so I went to the grocery store and mm-hmm. to the dentist. Yeah, uh, that the whole tooth thing I told you about. Uh, so for our, for our listeners here, I, if I slur or anything like that, it's because I got a tooth thing going on, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, if you can find me a better scam than dental insurance, I will call you a liar. Um, yeah, I get that. Yeah, so next Wednesday, um, the thing's coming out. Well, speaking of coming out, let's talk about Marry Me. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was so, a heck of a, of yeah, a segue. That's, that's me, segue master. Uh, all right, so just a little bit of background on this. Uh, everyone knows everybody knows that uh i tried to do as many of the adaptations of comic books to movies or television shows that i can find mostly movies because they're a bit easier for me to uh digest and and talk about than having to watch a whole tv show um and that was the whole premise of comic strip now originally this was alexis's idea and she was you know she wanted to do a bunch of marvel and dc that got adapted into animated films um, but I quickly sort of took the premise of the original idea of the show and was like, no, I want to I want to tap into some of these other really bizarre movies, uh, comic books that people have never heard of, things that are not Marvel and DC proper and take a look at them in the movies that uh, that they were adapted into. And that is where we find ourselves with this. And originally, Alexis lost a bet. It was actually last year's Super Bowl, um, but she's too cool for school. So she didn't really want to do it because, you know. This isn't Star Wars or Marvel, and so it's not really her thing. So then Ronnie Adams says to me, hey, I'd like to start doing podcasts again. Um, I've forgiven you for the Flintstones debacle, and uh, I'd like to actually come on and talk some stuff. And I'm like, hey. Oh, forgiven me? <laughs> no, I said you've, you've forgiven. You have forgiven me for running oh, you off oh. after Flintstones. Uh, and so <laughs> Ron- <laughs> I thought you said I, 
that you had forgiven me for it. I was no, like, no, what no. the heck did I do? No, you, you, you've done nothing but be an angel, Ronnie Adams. In any case, you're like, I want to do more podcasts. And I was like, hey, I, I need somebody to talk, uh, marry me. I don't even think you knew what this was. When I, I could have said I wanted you to talk ham sandwich. And you would have like, I'm there. So now, yeah. n- now that you know what this is and what I was asking of you, you regret it? Do you regret agreeing to this? so pissed <laughs> on a on a scale of cinderella to power of the dog oh no no, no <laughs> where does no, this no. rank <laughs> no you this is better than cinderella trust me okay. um i am however uh i didn't know the origin story of this and how i ended up on it mm-hmm. uh she is on my crap list <laughs> <laughs> so I saw the bus coming and I said Mark Mark, mark my word Alexis. <laughs> Alexis Haina, mark my word, you're on my crap list. <laughs> That's hilarious. I will take that one show that you've been vying for. <laughs> and I'll well, kick you off and it will be mine. Well, you better do it quickly because Jason's called like half the shows for the year. Him and his wife. So you can't do that. No, there stop you, it, Jason. You cannot place all of these podcasts in the eternal state of dibs. You, you gotta you gotta no, book you your cannot. you gotta book your shows ahead of time with me like a year in advance. Hey man, <laughs> I book stuff and you just you're like oh by the way I threw somebody else on there with you. And I'm like I threw on! Al on there. Al is an angel among men. Leave him alone. It's not angel. Let's like I... <laughs> <laughs> go call him angel. Uh, angel face Al is 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 awesome. I love. Him. Okay, I think uh, we can live. My with vox Al. machina, I... man. Oh my god. We'll talk. We'll talk later. I'm just yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right so you've never so you've never read the book yeah love love <laughs> <laughs> you've never read marry me by um who's this bobby crosby which is a web comic nope. is what this started out in life as i am a grown man all right are you familiar with bobby crosby at all <laughs> are you familiar with his other piece of work uh last blood no i'm no. not okay so this is all brand new and exciting okay well so this was a web comic that came out. Um, it looks like January of 2017, and um, it went for. I think the first set of issues went for about. I think it was five to seven issues makes up the first like, graphic novel, and then he's continued. I think it's up to, according to Comic Vine, it looks like he's up to about ten issues right now. And so we started like a second set of stories from uh, where where the first set left off, but. Yeah, I will tell you just, and I don't want to get too far ahead. I want to talk about the book <clears throat> and then talk about the movie. But it's the premise of the book is basically what got adapted into the movie. Some yeah. of the character names um, were used for the movie, but this is no, this is not exactly a strict interpretation of the material. This is not a one for one. <clears throat> this isn't even a one for an eighth. No, they really cut. <clears throat> They took the premise and kind of ran with it and they changed it up to meet their needs for a feature length motion picture. And then, mm-hmm. you know, and they went from there. So let, let's just talk about the book here. Uh, the premise of the book is we have a pop star and she's kind of an eccentric. She's managed by her sister. Her sister's kind of a handler. Her sister happens to be pregnant in this story. And mm-hmm. um, they're kind of they're talking before the show and it, it comes out over the course of the book that she's got a very controlling dad and that she just recently, kind of a Taylor Swift thing, she had just recently broke up with a celebrity boyfriend that I think was also a singer. Um, and 
so she goes out and she sings and in the in the audience is a super fan of hers she just thinks she's wonderful she's a gay woman who i can't remember the name of the character now um she's sarah silverman in the in the movie which um, i will not forgive you about why do you not like sarah silverman she's I hilarious in her oh you're a crazy person um you're parker crazy. her name is parker She's a big Parker. lesbian, love and loves the crap out of this singer. Did you say she's a big lesbian? <laughs> sure is. So gay. <laughs> so gay. <laughs> she's so gay. Um, and she gets her friend Guy, who is a <laughs> high school guidance counselor, to come to the concert with her. And she's got a sign that says "Marry Me." And just like in the movie, she has him hold the sign while she goes outside to pee, which I thought was really funny. Yeah, <laughs> there's a really great gag that comes out of that. She hands him the sign. She runs out of the concert to go pee in a bush, and then she, something happens, and she gets distracted, and she like tries to like, she hurry up and get back the, in. Yeah, she can still see the jumbotron. Oh, that's right. She sees what's happening. She sees mm -hmm. her lost opportunity to possibly marry this other woman, and she, and she, she pulls her pants up and she starts to walk inside, and she has a really great line about, "I think I forgot to stop peeing." Yeah. I forgot to stop, I forgot being. To stop being. She's <laughs> just bare butt standing there. Uh, you know, I mean, it, of course, it doesn't show anything, but you know, yeah. I mean, really, who hasn't just stood there and peed on themselves and then said, "Oh, I, I, I forgot to stop peeing." Yep, uh, we've all done it. So anyway, um, beavis and butt. They forgot how, forgot to stop peeing. So guy gets called up on stage. He ends up marrying her, and then the first part of this Shut up, Ron, first... you're not funny. <laughs> the first part of like the uh, I think it's the five issues is that um, first they need to see if they really got married or not. Like there's a whole legal yeah. thing that's happening. Dad finds out about it. He is on his way to meet them. And he's like, don't go anywhere, you crazy child. And she's like, I'm going to Africa. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they globe dropping this. I'm like, yeah. What the heck, how do you get to Africa? Yeah, apparently, she's into like a lot of charity work. Um, she gives. Yeah, this is this is actually a bone of contention in the story. She gives away large portions of the money that she's made, uh, more than she'll ever spend in a lifetime to charity work in Africa. Um, so she has a pair of like biographies that guy is reading, and. Again, she seems like just a lost soul. You know, she seems like somebody mm. who is just sort of floating out there in the ether. And she's kind of looking to Guy now to anchor her to something stable. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I, the whole thing, the whole premise was like really odd to me. Um, mm -hmm. it, 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 I guess she could. I, I didn't like at first. I didn't pick up on that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she just seemed like another flighty rock star, you know, kind of yeah. thing going on. But yeah, she she was searching for something, and she uh, and it ended up uh, the revealing that she is ninety seven percent of her um, of her money of her earnings mm -hmm. away to charity. You know, and they're like, you know, the the dad looks at guy, her her husband, or her whatever. And says, "Do you know how much money she has in the bank?" He goes, "No, I, I don't have a clue." Because honestly, he didn't. He didn't care, mm -hmm. you know. And he's like, two million dollars." He goes, "Oh, that's awesome." He's like, "No, she's earned over two billion." And he's like, "Oh," and he's like, "She gives it all away." And he's like, "Oh, that's cool." And he's like, "No, that's yeah. not <laughs> right," you know. So it was one of those, you know, dad moments, and and you kind of really just at that, that, that point, I was reading a comic book, and I was like, "Well, he really doesn't know her," but. 
this is really idealistic, you know. <laughs> it's like <laughs> so I only know of one person that is famous, mm-hmm. and, and there could be more. There's a pastor, um, Francis Chan, who donates ninety percent of his well, well, he tithes ninety mm-hmm. percent of his paycheck from his church mm-hmm. back to the church. Okay. Um, now he does write books and things like that. And, you know, he, he probably lives off his book sales, but he's like, I, you know, I don't need this. So he donates 90%. So I, I only know of one person that does that. And he's That's just, cool. he's a really wonderful human being. You know, he's a really cool guy. Uh, he's like, I don't, you know, the missionaries need this more than I do. So he donates it. Um, but, uh, I was reading through it and I was like, man, this is really, really, I mean, like, Comic books are more than the superheroes, yes. Yeah. This is really this falls under the fantasy side of how of um comic books for me. I was reading um I've been I've been reading books from this company called Aftershock. Uh-huh. And so, uh, so I read I just finished reading Hot Lunch Special today. Before that I read um on the stump, and then before that I read Kill a Man. And yeah. it, <clears throat> they're very like noir centered stories. Mm-hmm. Um very you know like they they deal in crime and i think like kill a man was about a uh an mma fighter who gets outed as gay and as it turns out a gay fighter had killed his dad ages and ages past and that same fighter now has to train the son to uh to fight and then like on the stump was a murder mystery involving a world where politicians Pass bills by f- literally fighting on a giant wooden stump. <laughs> you know, I've heard of that? Yeah. yeah. So, and, and then Hotline Special was about I think like a um, a Middle Eastern family that owns a a deli uh, of sort of sandwich shop, and like they're involved with the Irish mob Not uh, of, of Chicago. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, my point is, like, oh, marry me is a little bit more juvenile than all of those, but it, it's definitely in that vein of comics of hey, this Heck doesn't yeah. have to be about guys in tights and capes. And, and silly, you know, animal. Right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, it can be any story. Comic books can be just like <laughs> novels. They can be any story you want them to be. They just they just have pictures. Um, and that's what I, I try to te- I tend to read those kinds. Like I didn't I didn't mind marry me. This was a yeah. joyful, light, breezy read. And I'm, you know, secure oh, in my own self that if like if I have to read sort of a romantic kind of comic, like who cares? Whatever. Um it's fine. It's fine, it, Ronnie. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not saying anything that it's mm-hmm. not. Um, I'm saying, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's okay. Um, <laughs> it's not my style. Yeah. This is uh, not going to change I, I the, change the earth or anything. Lord, no. This was, <laughs> this was fluff, man. This yeah. was, this was, like you said, easy breezy, just, you know, one of those things where like, I, I can see your daughter really enjoying this. Mm, no. Um, um. no, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot she was a little militant. <laughs> Maybe um, <laughs> you make her seem like she just like tra- stomps around in Birkenstocks and has her head shaved or something. Listen, dude, you're you're one you're one one month away from a march and a pair of Burks. I'm telling you. <laughs> well, shut up. Um, listen. So over the course of the book. Uh, a lot of it is him trying to figure her out by reading her biographies and then them to getting yeah. to the, 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 the basic framework of this story is they rushed into this 
relationship, but now they actually have to get to know each other. Yeah. Um, and what you were talking about comes at the end of the book where the father finally does show up and you know, the father ha- doesn't know what She's to make of guy. You just married, you just married my daughter on stage. Like this was some sort of circuit sideshow. This, the guy, his, what he makes of the father initially is that he's just this controlling guy that's causing his daughter to act out and they come to a mutual understanding. Yeah. And I think well, he also sees a, a financial security and guy, Mm-hmm. Knowing that they can make a talk show out of you know the the advice that guy gives, which is dumb to me, right. but you know. Well, it was it, you know what it reminded me of. It reminded me of Mallrats, where um, you, you shut know. your mouth. Well, sorry, very, go ahead. That was knee jerk. I apologize. A very specific thing about Mallrats, where you have a character who obviously has a high, has a high interpersonal intelligence uh, going yeah. on about him, and like, well, what does somebody who has high personal um engagement intelligence i don't think that's the right phrase for it but stay with me eh, I, know what Emotion- you mean. I know what you mean there's different kinds of intelligences out there um uh, intelligences yeah. um intelligent intelligent <laughs> sure uh like bill clinton it would be somebody who has a lot of social jesus there we are who yeah, has very high yeah. social intelligence so guy has very high social intelligence um jason what's his nuts from mall rats you know he clearly has uh, high social intelligence worked where at the end he ends up becoming like a talk show host, right? Yeah. Um, very yeah. similar thing here where you know, guy obviously Brody, Brody? Brody yeah. yeah, guy obviously found a way to reach. Um, what's the girl's name in this? Do you remember? Is it cat? Cat, uh, okay. Um, because I know it's cat in the movie too, but I couldn't remember. I think it. it's cat in, in, the, in the comic too, okay. I don't have it pulled up. Anastasia. That's, I did sorry. not. It's Anastasia because it was Stasia. Yeah, Stasia. Right. Call me Anna. Yeah. yeah when, that's when right. So they, did, they, they started getting close. Yeah. So they did change it. Um, yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, so Stasia, you know, she um, over the course of of the book, you know, he's trying to figure her out, and she's she's really trying to figure her own self out too. Like she knows that she has this talent or whatever. Um, and she knows that she wants to help people, but she can't quite figure out who she is apart from her father. Uh, and so that's really the core of the book. There's some silliness that happens here and there. there. There's a bit where when they land in Africa, uh, she gets them to to drink blood as an African custom. (laughs) And then somebody says to her, like, is that That really blood? No, I'm drinking Kool-Aid. Um, I don't know what they drank. Which I thought was pretty funny. Who does that? Uh, I mean that that was that, that was more <laughs> nervous laughter for me. <laughs> Who thinks of that? I mean, um, the only other the only other blood gag like that I've seen was in uh, well, both Red Dawn's remake and the new one, where they make him you know like in the new one they're like, hey, you have to drink the blood of the deer that you killed, and like why? It was like well, that was just part of you know being being a man you have to do it and then you know in in the in the in the 1985 one they, they mean it they, he drinks it and they're like yeah now his spirit is yours and everybody's like well this is really dark and then the new one he drinks it and they're like man we did that's nasty why did you even really do that we were just kidding and i'm so like one, who still who does that so one thing um so a lot of this, like I said, is Guy trying to figure her out, but she eventually gets him to talk about himself, and it's actually the sister that gets him to open up. The sister who yeah. gives birth uh, towards the end of this uh, five-issue series. 
But Guy's big admission, I want to get your opinion on this. Guy's admission is that the only reason why he did it, uh, other than not wanting to make a scene, but like his reason for marrying her was if he didn't rise to the occasion, the world would have thought he was gay and he didn't want that. And he feels bad about himself for not wanting, for, for being so concerned that people might think he's gay that he married a strange woman in the spur of the moment. What would you think about I'm that? I'm going to be really, really honest with you on this. Yeah. Felt very forced. It felt very okay. preachy. Yeah. I mean, that's the way it is. Like, who does... Like, nobody does that. No, no... You don't e- think there are guys I- that would make... That would make a decision they wouldn't normally make under any other circumstances, but that they're, they're not like that. Someone will think they're gay, and so no, they they, like, make, not, they make a different decision. I don't think it would be that fantastical, you know. Like, mm-hmm. like first of all, that particular I don't see that particular. You know, you go and you see this girl, this famous person in concert, mm-hmm. and they see your son. And you're like, yep, yep, I'm going to marry you now. Um, well, okay, yeah. If you're gonna poke holes in the premise, we don't have a story here, right? I get it. <laughs> I don't. I don't think so. I really don't. I mean, like, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, I, man. I know some alpha males out there that will will make bad decisions just to prove to other yeah, people they're not even the slightest bit gay. I, I do too. I, I do too. But I don't know, man. I, I yeah, I guess so. But I, it still felt super preachy to me. I don't know why. Um, okay. It's not like I don't think there was a, an, an agenda to the whole book, but I do think that part was like, I don't know. It just felt weird. It felt, you know, like I really, think, that's that's the reason it felt paper well, thin as a reason. Here's the thing he doesn't really have. Like, I talk about this with um, a lot of the movies that my wife watches, where, you know, like we just watched the 50 Shades trilogy. We're going to talk about it on Thursday. We've watched Twilight. We've yeah. done a whole show on that as well. There's a lot of these. There's a. I'm comfortable in myself to talk about these things, sir. Um, Sorry, sorry, you can't all be. I'm sorry, you can't be fucking Star Wars and Marvel all the time. Listen, I don't care about that. (laughs) I'm just saying they're terrible movies, and I'm sorry you had to watch them. Yeah, so so I don't care. So we're all Star Wars and Marvel movies, okay? (laughs) I'm talking talking about marry me. I watched. I watched Cinderella. Which had uh, the transgender fairy princess goddess <laughs> godmother? Yeah, there we go. Sure, on it. Um, so anyway, my point that I was trying suck to... it, Radulich. I, I'm comfortable in my masculinity. Clearly, um, let... <laughs> so God. let's. I, I just want to. I talk about how, like, with a lot of these movies with sort of these vacant lead women. That yeah. this is a character that you, as the woman in the audience, can project yourself onto. Um, like they're not strong personality. Like, think about a lot of like male power fantasies, like you know, like an Iron Man or a Superman. These are strong personalities. We want to be those guys. You know, we want to be Tony Stark, Han Solo, Clark Kent, right? Because yeah. they have all, they have the power, they have everything, and it's like we don't like we don't want to be ourselves. We want to be those heroes. I think women kind of, it's near as I can tell, and I'm just sort of shooting into the ether with this, but it feels like for a lot of 
stuff that appeals to the vast majority of women, the female lead is somebody they can put themselves into. So they don't mm-hmm. have anything. So everything that, that the female lead wants is exterior. And, and mm-hmm. so they're sort of just a parking space for the female audience member to project themselves into. And, oh, look, now I can be the one that has the handsome man with the abs and all of the money. And I can be the one with the pretty, pretty, vamp, you know, sparkly vampire. You know, or I can be lusted after by this man, wolf, boy, child. Um, <laughs> so whatever, man whatever child. women are into, man, wolf, boy, child is right. <laughs> Jeez. Um, and so here, just to kind of relate this back to the comic book, "Marry Me," it feels like they they spent so much time dealing with Stasia that they kind of made him uh, bereft of a personality. He sort of just. It's so funny. I, I can't remember if it's the comic or if it's the movie where they just refer to him as some guy. And, mm. and he's, he is kind of just stand in for perfect, supportive, crutchy dude that that, it, you know, that is just yeah. holding this woman up. And they were like, OK, well, we need to make him somewhat of a human being. So we have to make him fallible in some way. OK, let's not make him tremendously scary, you know, t- tremendously secure in his masculinity and be afraid that people might think he's gay. I've heard worse characterizations. Yeah. I, 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 listen, I'm not saying that it was awful or anything like that. It's just one of those things I was like, eh, OK, I, 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 I don't care in the long run, you know, mm-hmm. Um if that's the characterization you want for him, then then go for it. Yeah. Uh, it is one of those things where like he's a little too perfect so, without it, you know. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, I just felt like it was just a preachy kind of a preaching moment in the comic mm-hmm. book um, that could have been used for something else. I, but you know, if you want that characterization, mm-hmm. if you want that that character flaw, mm-hmm. then you need to back it up with an actual character. Okay, um, that's, that's why. Uh, that's why I was like, it's it's preachy because at no point in time did he ever give away, or okay, at no point in time was he ever interesting enough to no. have that character flaw. No, because you know how I was just describing a lot of like female lead characters for stuff that's yeah. towards women. That's kind of how he felt. Very just yeah. vacant, like like a parking space for somebody else to project themselves into. Right. And and, and maybe that's what he was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I can dig that. If that's what you want, that's what you want. You know, that's the character in your story. I get it. Um, but also like you, you, you bust that out and it's just kind of like a I don't know, man. Let me ask you a question. Who do you think this yeah. is meant for? Like, what What do you think? You know, they wrote Not this comic. N- no shit. Um, so you have Bobby Crosby <laughs> and Remy Mokhtar, who, uh, who is the um, artist on this. And it said Bobby Crosby, who's the writer. You know, they're sitting around and they're trying to, you know, like they, they, they create this comic book. And they're like, okay, who is this for? Like, what audience are we trying to go for with this? What do you think the answer to that is? Because I I, I can't tell what think, I can't tell who they were trying to aim this at. I legitimately think it was um, they're sitting around like we don't have enough comic books for girls. Okay, I, I I really think that, and they came up. This is this is not this is maybe I'm being a little harsh on it because I'm like mm-hmm. I, I need a more I need a substantially more storyline for myself. Mm-hmm. But um, 
this is vapid at best for me. I mean, like, okay, it's a little, it, it's definitely it's slight. You know, it's definitely slight. Yes, it's slight. It's you. You kiss the frog. You get the prince. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah, and you're done. Oh, by the way, he's kind of a douchebag too. Well, I'm wondering um, if this is like a tween girl like situation where it has you know, to be. Th- this has got to be for a younger girl audience who they would want to be the pop yeah. star who can just fuck off to Africa at a moment's right. notice. You know, it, it's sort of it, it's like almost like the reverse like princess fairy tale thing where they have all the power and you know they create a fantasy where if given the opportunity they could just pick a guy out of the audience and that guy would instantly yeah. fall in love with them. You know, they would be so interesting that this guy would spend hours trying to figure them out and figure mm-hmm. out how to help them. Um, so the more I say it, the more I'm like, yeah, this definitely feels like a preteen, like, you know, j- junior high-ish girl book, which is this really is... limiting. <laughs> As, yeah, you know, I... yeah, it really is. <laughs> I mean, this is somewhere between the Babysitter's Club and Twilight. You know, mm-hmm. you have to graduate somewhere. Yeah. And uh, so... Um, my sister had all the babysitters clubs books back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I know that name, <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's just like, you know, I, like breezy Reed, It was funny. Like it had me, it made me laugh a couple of pl- yeah. places. Def- it definitely, know, it was like, definitely has a sense of humor about itself. Yeah. I think all the characters are likable. Um, yeah. this, I, I would not recommend this for my daughter. My daughter reads freaking like demon slayer and, Hunter X Hunter and you know, just screw a watermelon in the caboose. I don't know what the hell she's reading. <laughs> she just comes up to me, she's just like, I'm gonna read this anime, and you know, the clown killing a moose of some of some description. I don't know what she's talking about, but I'm like, whatever, man, 10 bucks, sure. It's not doesn't appear to be yet created. <laughs> so, I, don't, I don't get into it with her. Hey, uh, thank you for subscribing, Cheese It. Man, dang, that's awesome. <laughs> thank you, buddy. Three months. Uh, cool. Um, all right. So we're gonna move on and talk about the film, which again, it, it's kind of almost marry me in name only. It takes the premise and then it does its own thing with yeah. it. That's why that's why I didn't necessarily want to do like a direct comparison because they're almost incomparable. But before we do, you know, yeah. Ronnie, what really could have helped this uh the writing could have helped bobby crosby craft a maybe a more meteor plot a more uh substantial read for us a high school education i'm pretty sure he graduated um, high school sorry that was jerk um was, i know i think i think grammarly you're not wrong grammarly for you listeners of comic strip <laughs> is offering a free download of the grammarly software and don't you know, want to know what it is, Ronnie Adams? What is it? Grammarly's AI-powered product. Tell help me. People communi- I will. Uh, I am. I shall. Grammarly's AI-powered products help people communicate more effectively. Grammarly helps write mistake-free on Gmail, Facebook, Twitter. <laughs> I like the fact that I make you laugh. You, like, almost fall out of your chair. Like, we just lose Ronnie I, temporarily. Oh, I love it. And nearly anywhere else you write on the web. Grammarly corrects hundreds of grammar, punctuation, and spelling mistakes while also catching contextual errors, improving your vocabulary, and suggesting style improvements. So download Grammarly today. Go to getgrammarly.com slash W2M Network. Again, that's getgrammarly.com slash W2M Network to download Grammarly for free. All right. For free. Marry me, marry me. Say yes, Ronnie Adams. I heard you and Jesse Starcher talking about me on the Uncharted podcast. I'm not asking you to marry me. I'm just singing the song. Marry me, marry me. <laughs> 
Say yes. Uh, no. Jerks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so marry me. We, a love, we only made fun of you because we missed you. Okay. Um, marry me is a 2022 uh, American romantic comedy directed by Kat Quiro. I think that's how you pronounce her name. So her credits to her name. Um, it's got a lot of television stuff. She's directing six episodes of She-Hulk. Just FYI. <laughs> and she's also executive producing them. So if you loved Marry Me, if you liked Marry Me, you're going to love She-Hulk. You just ruined my night. <laughs> you ruined welcome. my night. That's what I'm here for. Um, I hey, know man- um, yeah. not to interrupt you, but I just got one of my viewers just uh, decided to throw in there. If your daughter's into manga, tell her to check out Goblin Slayer and Goblin Baki Slayer. the Grappler. I don't think you should. <laughs> because heard of Goblin Slayer and it's pretty rough. Okay, I mean I can mention it to her and we can look at it together and make an executive decision. But what yeah. was it, Goblin Slayer and Goblin Slayer and Baki the Grappler? Baki the Grappler. That sounds like something I would read. Yeah, because you know wrestling. All right. right. Anyway, back to this director. Uh, prior to this, um, almost a decade ago, she directed um, a Case of You in 2013. With uh, Christian and Care, oh, sorry, okay. Um, she wrote, directed, and produced. And while we were here, uh, which seems to have won a bunch of festival awards, not the not the least of which was the Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, mm-hmm. And it stars Kate Bosworth, Jamie Blackley, and Ido Goldberg. You heard of any of these? No. Okay. Wait, what was she, the her, last one? Uh, and while we were here. Nope. She, her her first film that she wrote, directed, and produced is actually her her directorial ta- debut, and she was a co-producer for something called Life Happens, uh, which stars Kristen Ritter, Kate Bosworth, Kristen Johnson, Jeff Stoltz, Jason B- Biggs, and Rachel Bilson. Any mm-hmm. clue? Um, she got a bunch of television <laughs> credits. <laughs> uh, like I said, she's working mm-hmm. on the upcoming She-Hulk show, so there's... Hey, I said Marvel, everyone! Woo! Get, get excited! Apparently, she's also worked on attitude towards Marvel. <laughs> she's worked on Girls Five Eva, uh, Dead to Me, Single Parents. The, the kids are all right. Uh, she's worked on Modern heard Family. Of that. Um, heard of Shameless. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Uh, she looks like she worked on the okay, pilot for hope. Florida Girls. Yeah. Um, she's done some work on Brooklyn Nine Nine, The Mick. Okay. Perfect. She's there's definitely hope, man. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, she's a film director, producer, and screenwriter. She directed the pilot episodes of the ones I just said, and directed and executive produced the majority of episodes for their latter series. She directed 2022 film Marry Me, which, which we're talking about now. Um, Cairo worked on many episodic shows, like the ones I just mentioned. She began her career writing, directing, and producing micro-budget independent films, including 2013 Festival Favorite and While We Were Here, which she shot in Italy in 11 days for $150,000. So there you go. She was born in New York, and she lived in Miami, um, et cetera, et cetera. She has three children with her husband, Reese Quiro, uh, who is also a film and television stage actor. And I guess it looks like he was an entourage. All right, so that's who she is. Um, she seems like she would be a good person for this, you know? Uh, someone to give an, you know, a big opportunity sure. to. Uh, so the movie stars um, Jennifer Lopez as Kat Valdez, a pop star who decides to marry a stranger holding a marry me sign. And that stranger is Owen Wilson. 
after learning that her onstage partner, wow. Bastion, who is played by Maluma, has been having an affair. John Bradley, who is Tarly from Game of Thrones, Sarah Silverman, and Chloe Coleman also star in mm-hmm. the supporting roles. So, again, going into this, uh, when I said, hey, I need you, I need your help with Marry Me, because Alexis doesn't want to do it, and I don't want to force her. Um, did you do any research? Did you, like, see any trailers? Or you're like, yeah, I'll deal with it. <laughs> I'll deal with it when I get there. I, it was so far off when you asked me. Mm-hmm. I did not want to go into this already hating you. <laughs> okay. So I just was like, I'll deal with it when I get there. Okay. Um, I say that jokingly, but I just, at the time, I was like, you know what? I like, Yeah, I'll deal with it when I get there kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, yeah, it, it's I trust him. And then you made me do Cinderella. Mm-hmm. And then that trust waned. And then I realized I had this coming up. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? Not this again. <laughs> not, and not nearly as bad as Cinderella, though. Are you trying to tell me, Ronnie Adams, the misfit and miscreant who plays D&D on his weekends, that a rom-com starring Je- pop star Jennifer Lopez is not up your alley? No. <laughs> I come okay. from I come from the rom-com days of Matthew McConaughey. and uh, Like 10 Things I Hate About the, You and the shit like that? Yeah, and the angsty teenage rom- romantic comedies. Like, you know, 10 Things I Hate About You and... Uh, uh, I can't remember any of the others right now. American um, Pie. She she's all that in American okay. Pie. Um, so uh, this one was just like I don't know. Um, once you see Jennifer Love Hewitt as the as the girl of everybody's dreams, mm-hmm. you know it's all kind of downhill from there. All right. Um, she, are you? She was, she was are perfect you, in that part. Do you listen to any Jennifer Lopez's music, or have liked her in any of the movies she's been in? God no. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. Like, so Jennifer Lopez, you can't take it away from her. She's very talented. Sure. And for, I mean, she is absolutely gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she's in her 50s now. Yeah. Um, and she doesn't, she looks like she's in her 30s, you know, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's natural or, you know, she's seen a couple of doctors. Either way, they did a good job. No, I've seen the actresses uh, who have seen a couple of doctors who look like their face is being sucked through a vacuum tube. She looks right. Fine. She looks. She still. You I know, mean, maybe she's had work done, but she still looks very natural. You know, when she, you know, when she walked out in this movie, I was like, mm-hmm. "Oh, hey, good job, God. Uh, you know, you yeah. made that one <laughs> fine, fine wine right there." Because mm-hmm. um, I don't keep up with it much, you know. And yeah. and and honestly, bless her heart, coming from the back, coming from a fly girl on. In living color mm-hmm. uh, to a somewhat okay singer, you know, back in the day, to mm-hmm. she's actually a very good actor. Um, she's, I, I, you know, I remember seeing her in, um, oh, what was the Wesley Snipes Woody Harrelson cop movie? Um, goodness. The, it, it, the only thing were, I can think were, of that they were in together was White Men Can Jump, and that's a different woman. Yeah, that's it was uh yeah, that completely. Um they were they were they were they were cops. Or all three of them were cops together. Okay. Um but uh no, but she was in that and uh uh oh man, 
that forgetting the name of that has completely thrown me off. But um, but she's she's really coming to her own. She's she's an icon, you know. Um, uh, she's been money around. Train? She'll be around. yeah with money, money train. train. Yeah, okay. great. I mean, it's good a little flick. Not going to win any awards, but she did real good in it. And I remember you know Wesley Snipes and her hooking up in it. I was like, yeah. Good job, Wes. She's got quite um, a few movies coming up here. She's in Shotgun Wedding later, coming up later this year, and then she's in something called The Mother. Um, she, you know, she's in Hustlers that came out in 2019, which I still yeah. like. I, I should make Bailey review that with me when I win a bet with him, because um, I really want to see that. I, I haven't had an opportunity I, to yet. I like seeing her get out of her her mm-hmm. well, what I consider a comfort zone. Yeah, because when she first started, she was into the rom coms. You know, she, that's all she did. That that's all I can remember her doing. Um, I think the honest, big one that it was in 1997, she was in Selena. Uh, but Selena it, was good, more, yeah. She's done more than rom coms, dude. You should see this list here uh, a movie she's been in. Uh, she was in Money Train, she was in something called Jack. Um, no, okay, Williams. I remember Jack. That was where, uh, where Robin Williams uh, yeah. rapidly aged, yeah, yep. Blood and Wine. Okay, she's so in, she was. She's in Anaconda, which Jason's making me review later this year. Uh, she's dude, in you gotta U-turn. get out from under that. <laughs> she's had some voice roles, uh, and so the the, the romantic comedies came age. later. I don't understand yeah. why I, th- I thought romantic comedies came first because she was in Geely, and that's all anyone remembers now. No, not really. <laughs> I, she I was in the, yeah. I mean, Manhattan. Manhattan was a big one. Um. um there was another one that came before that one that I remember. Monster uh, wedding in planner. Law. It wasn't. Wedding it wasn't, Planner. Yeah, you're right. The Wedding Planner. Oh, my God. You're right. Yeah, yeah. she did go through like a big rom-com phase, didn't she? Yeah, yeah. And then, then she did stuff like um, uh, the one where she beat the crap out of her. Was that her enough? Uh, yes. Yeah. She, that was in 2002. Yeah. That was actually before Made in Manhattan. Was it okay? Well, I remember seeing that and going, "Okay, yeah, get get it now." Maybe this is in the order that I watched it, you know. Maybe, um, but uh, but it was just one of those things where, like, I know she can do more than what she's doing, yeah, or what she did. I mean, look, she's and, had her, especially in the early she's 2000s, had her fair share, yeah. She's she has plenty of roles, and it's not, it looks like she's not slowing down either. Like, she had yeah. one, two, three movies in 2015. She had. One in 2016, one in 2018, one in 2019. Nobody worked in 20 in 2020 and 2021. Um, just, just nothing came out. There were no movies. True. And now she's got three this year. So, I mean, she's still a very successful, fantastic, uh, oh, you know, bona fide actress. And I think that's actress. great. You know, and, you know, and the other thing is I, I really commend them on, on <clears throat> picking the, what's the word I'm looking for? Unconventional leading man in this. Um, they could have picked a, a Matthew McConaughey, or yeah, a, they could have picked a handsome or any, man. you know, Chris Pratt, or you know, a very you know the the chiseled jaw, right. muscle muscle bound, whatever. But they went out and they got you know. I'm not saying Owen Wilson's an ugly guy, but you know, he's not conventionally well, attractive. He's not conventionally attractive, but he's you know he's a good actor. And so my wife had a really. Fun- and they got it. And- I, I watched this with my wife and my daughter Saturday night on Peacock. Um, cause this, they, there's some odd reason, I guess you, uh, Comcast is really struggling with their Peacock, uh, services. Robert Winfrey likes to call it. It's not a real streaming service. And, you know, and they're struggling to get people to sign up for it. They did okay with the WWE, but not enough to warrant the cost of running this thing. And so they are trying 
desperately to put some, you know, attractive stuff on there to get people to migrate over and pay for the uh, pay for the subscription subscri yeah, subscription service. So you, you marry me, me was going on tonight. So marry me um, was supposed to be a theater exclusive, and then they decided to make it day and date on Peacock. Uh, they just announced something else. That, oh, Firestarter, which was supposed to be a theater exclusive. and is now day and date on Peacock as well. The remake of that based on the Stephen King novel. So um, they're part of the 45 day window crew. So like the 355 is already, I think, on Peacock now or it's about to be uh, things like that. And anyway, <clears throat> so one of the things when I watched it at home, because there was no way I was going to theater, you know, if it was going to be on Peacock. Mm hmm. And my wife kind of turned to me. She was just like, it's so weird to see Owen Wilson in a really earnest and down to earth, kind, you know, dad role where he's not a complete asshole because all I can think about with him. And I went, Loki. And she went, no, you nerd. Um, she, <laughs> she, she goes, wedding. <laughs> she goes, wedding. wedding crashers. Crashers. Yep. That's who she sees when she sees Owen Wilson. I, um, get that. I, didn't, I didn't really say Loki. By the way. Uh, yeah, you did. Don't don't. <laughs> no, I'm too cool for school. Nerd. All right, nerd. So this had a 23 million dollar budget. It's currently made 16.5 at the box office. I mean, this thing is maybe going to limp over the 23 million dollar markets. It's only hope of being in any way useful to NBC Universal, Comcast, Pornhub is um. Wait, that... what? <laughs> don't worry about it. Um. Is if this thing, if people like subscribe to Peacock and stayed with it for the purposes of watching this movie, otherwise this thing, um, this thing's kind of a bomb, uh, financially at least. Yeah, I get that, I, and I hate that for, I hate that for Peacock. I, I, yeah. I really want you know they've got me no matter what because of of, of Yellowstone. Okay, uh, and the wrestling. They've got me no matter what for Yellowstone. Okay. Um, <laughs> I tried to keep up with wrestling, but man, I'm just right now. I'm in it for like I, I'm looking away to get a, a, AEW. I can't. <laughs> I can't handle WWE right now. But right, let me get into you know, neither here nor there. Yeah, let me get into but, the plot here. Yeah, so go super, for it. Superstar Cat Valdez is a long-known starlet of the Latin community, known mainly for her failed high-profile marriages. When she reaches <sighs> charting success with her fiance Bastion, who's played by Maluma, who I have never heard of before, but that's okay because I didn't know who Bad Bunny was either. And apparently, he's a Latin American sensation and Grammy Award winning artist. Bad Bunny. Sorry. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't I, don't ask me. I don't know. Apparently, nothing about Latin music. Uh, my white yeah, self. Apparently. All right. So, <laughs> me being a honky and all, I'll continue to read. Uh, their chart-topping hit, Marry Me, becomes a wedding anthem across the world, and they decide to hold their wedding ceremony in front of a streaming audience at a concert for their fans, like you do. Elsewhere is Charlie Gibbert, a divorced math teacher who is guilt-tripped into attending the concert with his friend Parker and daughter Lou, who has lately been less enthused with her father. However, right before Kat is prepared to go to the altar, the tabloids uncover Bastion's infidelity with her assistant Tyra, uh, and it's broadcast to her fans at the concert. In a moment of distress, Kat sees Charlie in the crowd holding Parker's sign of the song Marry Me, which Kat takes as a chance to do something different. She calls Charlie to come up to this on stage and to his and everyone else's surprise, agree to marry him. Unsure, Charlie goes to the altar and marries Kat in front of the world. 
After the ceremony, the media is in a frenzy trying to mark a cat as having a manic episode, while Bastion and her assistant attempt to explain and reason with her to no success. Later that night, the two are in a car awkwardly going through what just happened and exchange a kind departure. Cat goes home with a broken heart. Uh, the following day, while when discussing how to handle the media attention, Cat decides to stay married to Charlie for a few months in order to avoid people thinking she's manic and to place a positive spin on the situation. Charlie reluctantly agrees that he does not want to mess with Cat's feelings or his personal life. Charlie poses for media appearances and even begins to grow close to Cat after defending her and getting the chance to spend time with her outside media and management teams. Cat also meets Lou and Charlie's students. Eventually, when Bastion attempts to re-enter Cat's life, Charlie decides he wants what will make Cat happy, but wishes for her not to repeat any mistakes. He eventually asks her to his school dance as a date, to which she agrees. That night, they kiss and they have sex. <laughs> Following morning, they spend the whole day and next in the next few weeks together while actually acting as husband and wife. Charlie prepares his math team for a triathlon with Kat's helpful encouragement to the students. In particular, Lou has stage fright and which can be helped by remembering steps to a dance. Bastion shows up at the math team's practice to announce that Marry Me has been nominated for a Grammy. Much to Kat's happiness, she has never had any nomination in her career. This news puts Charlie off as Kat and Bastion will have to perform together again which causes Lou to fear Cat will leave them for Bastion. Charlie also begins to fear Cat is not in their marriage wholeheartedly, which eventually causes him to leave Cat. Disappointed, Cat takes time to write a song that reaches its own success past other hit songs, including Marry Me. When having to do the press on The Tonight Show, Cat refuses a performance and says she didn't write On My Way for Bastion and goes to reunite with Charlie, who is helping Lou overcome her stage fright with the same dancing Cat taught her. Cat arrives at the stage, then holds up a sign to asking Charlie to marry her again, <laughs> to which Charlie agrees. The two kiss, and the three become a happy family with their dog. In the credits, a series of couples and their stories on how they met are shown. Aww. Aww. Ronnie Adams, this movie's so full of awe, I can hardly stand it. <laughs> I No. <laughs> Let me, all right, I'm going to jump right in here and with my thoughts, and then I'll let you tell me why I'm wrong. I love this movie. I really did. I really enjoyed it. It's not perfect. It, it there, I can talk about some of the craft issues in just a second. But my wife and I, when we were watching it together, my, my daughter fell asleep on it. Uh, but that's more because she turns into a pumpkin after nine o'clock. Um, mm. But uh, we watched it and, you know, we were thinking about like Vacation Friends, another movie you and I reviewed, and how hard it is to watch a lot of comedies, especially American made comedies, because of the cringe factor. It's mm -hmm. people. The, fun, the, the the dramatic tension and the humor is derived from people acting like assholes. Like, they just can't figure out how to do... Um, how They just can't figure out how to act without being complete idiots who wouldn't... No human being would act that way in that situation. And that's supposed to be funny to people. Like, we talked about that a lot with Vacation Friends. And here... And this is a craft issue for me, but it was also somewhat refreshing. There's such a lack of dramatic tension. It's just them getting to know each other over the course of however long this movie is. I think it clocks in at just about two hours, a little under two hours. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, an, it's 112 minutes, so just under two hours. And yeah. it's, it's much like the comic book, and this is where they share similarity beyond the central premise. A lot of it is them just getting to know each other, them trying to they, they they're suddenly in a situation that they now have to deal with. How are they going to deal with it? Mm. And they don't really fight. 
they're not so mis mismatched and different that there's a lot of comedy in the getting to know each other stuff. Um, she becomes fond of him because he's a regular dude. He becomes fond of her because, you know, when you strip away all of the contrivances of being a pop star, you know, all, you know, th there's a big part of the movie where he's like, you can do things for yourself. You don't always need help. And he gets to see the inner beauty, you know, because again, everyone's so focused on her exterior, her singing, her good looks and all of that, how she looks in, you know, tight outfits. Uh, and he's seeing her for who she really is, yes. and he's falling in love with her. And the movie takes up a, a large amount of the runtime just dealing with that. And Ronnie, it was so refreshing. It was so nice. It I get that. I get that. I, I, and I will agree with that completely, mainly because it's it's good. It's good to see a movie that, you know, where nobody flies. Yeah. Or explodes or shoots lasers or anything like that. It's, um, it's nice to watch people act like people. Yeah, yeah. Even if they're not really acting like people per se, like you well, know, most people wouldn't find. I would say the situation is fantastical. Yeah, but, but everything that Owen Wilson does tracks. He wants to yeah. make sure that he he does not want a a celebrity lifestyle to disrupt his. You know, he wants to be a teacher. He wants to care for his daughter. He's broken hearted after the you know his own failed marriage. He's doing and saying things. He has some self-doubt. You know, he looks at himself compared to Bastion, and he's like, I'm not for you. I'm not the right guy for you. He's the right guy for you, which I think is more a matter of him <laughs> having a lack of self-confidence. But again, yeah. all of the... Dude, If he's probably, what, in his 40s or 50s um, in this 40s. movie? It's supposed to be, like, early 40s, I think, in this movie. Okay. I mean, what got what normal dude with a teaching gig in their forties in a in a in a divorce wouldn't have issues of self doubt? Absolutely, you know. I've never been married and I still have issues of self doubt. No shit, right? So, <laughs> um, so I mean, so to me, like he's behaving exactly how a guy in that position would behave, which was nice. Yeah, yeah. And she's not a complete idiot either. Like, you know, when they the way they wrote Stasia in the book is she like i said she's kind of flighty she's she's an eccentric this one is just over it jennifer lopez yeah. in this movie like my wife my, my wife looked at me when and, and she kind of looked she looked at me when the movie was over she's like that was an old people romantic comedy and i agree and and her takeaway was how like jennifer lopez just feels and she's so pretty and she looks like she hasn't aged a day from when you saw her in films 20 years ago. But the fact yeah. of the matter is she is 50. And her, there was some, there was some like fourth dimensional uh, thing about her in this where she just felt old. She felt old and over it and tired, exhausted. <laughs> like she just seemed like if you, like if you looked past how pretty she still presents herself, this is a person who's just done. <laughs> and exhausted, like, yeah. Yeah, and would like to just lay back and be left alone. And it's such a weird thing to see because, like, really, is that where we're at with Jennifer Lopez now? She's She, she, she is an elder woman, <laughs> an elder statesman, if you will, because there are people who play, like, older women. Like, you never... Like Rue McClanahan in fucking the Golden Girls, you would think she was thirty in in that show, you know. Except that she's playing an elder woman. The fucking show was called The Golden Girls, for God's sake. Um, but you know, she always presented as very lively. With Jennifer Lopez, is just like I'm so tired. <laughs> I don't want to be the butt of every joke. I don't want to be cheated on. I don't want to be in bad relationships anymore. 
I'll be with this guy. He seems like he won't be an asshole. And I'm like, I'm here for that, Jennifer Lopez. I'm here for you <laughs> to try to find some normalcy in life. And that's a big part of her character in this film. And I loved it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That It is refreshing to see, like you said, people being people in these movies. Yeah. And I, as I said, I appreciate them picking Owen Wilson because he pulls off that single dad vibe really well. Sure does. Um, yeah. Really, really well. And you, you're talking about people just being old and done with it. She doesn't look old or done with it, but she did give off that 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 feeling of like she's like I just if I do marry this guy, it'll be nice just to to get a job teaching people how to dance in a in a, in a junior high. <laughs> you know, right. never mind the billions of dollars that I've got banked. I'll just quit and I'll teach dance for free, and they can use the da- the dance to help them in their math. Yeah, which was dumb, but. Um, it, 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 <laughs> when you when you say old and done with it, <laughs> all I can think is Wilford Brimley, because <laughs> every role that man had, he was old and done with it. <laughs> okay. Did you know that Paul Rudd voted sexiest man alive? Yeah, and he's a good looking fellow. Yeah, he's older than Wilford Brimley was when he starred in Cocoon. Oh, wow. Well, Wilford Brimley is like Arn Anderson. He's looked fifty for you know the entire length. Out of the room, Wil- Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley and Arn Anderson came out of the womb with a comb over and a mustache. No shit. So I want to talk about the Chloe, um, Chloe Coleman, who plays Lou. She's uh, Owen Wilson's oh, daughter yeah. in this. Cute dog. She's cute, cute girl. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's a couple of things she's been in. She was in the Angels and Demons TV series. Mm. Um, she was uh, she was on the show Superstore. Uh, Har- Henry Danger. Who um, was she in Superstore? She, Zoe. That's she what I thought. Okay, yeah. Um, a uh, couple more nice. recent things she was in. She was in My Spy with Dave Batista, which we watched here, and she was great in that. Like, she, oh, she, she? Had the, yeah, she was really she was a lot of fun in that show. Hmm. Um, she played. She stars as Nevea in the show Upload. Um, mm-hmm. which I barely remember her, and she's the she's the girl in Danger in Gunpowder Milkshake, Emily. Uh, which I love. I love that she's got some stuff upcoming. Um, about that. She's actually in the new Warriors pilot that never got um, never got picked up. Huh. Come on, uh, let's, let's let's just release that. Yeah, really? Like, just throw it on a streaming service already. What are you doing? Right. She's you in a couple have to of up- continue it. I just want to see the pilot. She's got a couple of upcoming things. She's in a, a movie called Sixty Five, which is on my list of things to review. She's in Avatar Two, and hey, Ronnie Adams of the Screen hey. Boy Podcast. She's in Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. So Alongside I thought Chris Pond. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought she. You know, it's always a dicey proposition with child actresses and actors. Um, you never quite know what you're going to get with them. I thought she mm-hmm. did well here. I thought I. Well, I, I she wasn't I given she, much of a role. I mean, eh, it was a was good ang- role. It was she was just, an angsty preteen. Yeah, it's just like, all right, act like you really act around your parents. Yeah. You know, uh, don't want to be with them, but still love them. Okay, got yeah. that. And they didn't, yeah. and the nice thing about that, though, is they also didn't go, that didn't go too far. Yeah. You know, like, I've got an angsty preteen daughter, too, but she doesn't act no. around, she, she's not Katie Kaboom, and she doesn't walk around the house like she hates me, I think. Um, and so. Give it a month and some Birkenstocks. <laughs> um. But I think here they knew just what tone to take with her 
Yeah. And, you know, like even as much as Bastion is a jerk for cheating on uh, Jennifer Lopez in the movie, nobody in this movie, absolutely nobody is utterly unlikable. Like, I'm not rooting for yeah. Bastion or anything, but, you know, you're rooting for, you're rooting for Owen Wilson and rightfully so. He's the male lead. Yeah. But he, he just seems like a horny uh, Bastion, the guy, a Maluma, you know, seems like it's a, ho a horny male musician. Aren't we all at some level? You know, well, <laughs> went a little deeper for me than that. Uh, okay, mainly like because, uh, well, I mean, like, it, he walked up to. Uh, obviously, they're there together, and he's he's probably in on. Can't remember if he was in on the the secret that they weren't actually married or not. Mm -hmm. But he walked right in front of her and speaking in Spanish, thinking that Owen Wilson couldn't understand, thinking that guy couldn't understand. He's like, hey, I got an extra seat back to Puerto Rico if you want to go with me. Like, oh, okay, I know guys like that, and I just want to hit them with my car. I, I get uh, that, but I mean, if you were a big celebrity, award, Latin Grammy Award-winning star named Bad Bunny, wouldn't you be kind of a cock, too? Well, first of all, if I was a big award-winning Latin pop star, I would not name myself Bad Bunny. Hey, listen, Bad Bunny is a previous WrestleMania superstar. <laughs> And Royal Rumble uh, attendant. So is Pete Rose and Donald yeah. Trump. Uh huh. And Johnny Knoxville. And, and Johnny um, Knoxville. And Drew and Carey. Drew Carey. That's the one I was going for. Drew mm -hmm. Carey got choke slammed by Kane several years in a row. Right. So, I mean, who are you to judge? Award winning sensation. I am the judge that... because I watch it and I'm it's there and, and I think they're all terrible at it. And then they should never have done that. Who are you to judge, Bad Bunny, sir? I, if I knew what. Mr. Bunny looked like I would judge him even harsher. Anyway, I think I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that if you were that guy in that situation, you would not act that way. No, well, no, because I'm not a dick. Uh, but, Which might be yeah. if you were award Latin award winning Grammy sensation, Bad Bunny. Stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and, it's and future WWE champion. Oh God. <laughs> I actually watched uh, former WCW champion uh, David Arquette in a match, in yeah. a hardcore match. He did very well until okay. he got his neck until he got his neck stabbed. Oh uh, yeah, the one with Nick Gage. Did you watch yeah, the documentary? You can't yeah. kill David Arquette. Isn't that great? Yeah. It's so good, <laughs> so good. But um, but yeah, no, it just you know, to be honest with you, I've had guys do that to me before. Sure. Um, and it went a little deeper than that with me. I was like, ooh. That was, you know, this was just like kind of a popcorn, you know, watch it because I have to, not because I want to. Um, I would have never probably watched this on my own. Unless Dude, it just I came would on. never have watched this on my own. Had I not, had I not, when I don't, when I go through the list of movies that are coming up on the Wikipedia page, I click every single link and I look to see what they are and who's directing them and is there a reason to talk about these things now? Because when because we've moved beyond just talking about Marvel and Star Wars, um, you know, I look to see is this something that Robert would be interested in? Is this something I would be interested in? When I, and as soon as I see adapted from a comic book, I'm like, well, done. We're doing this. So, but yeah, do you do you honestly think if this wasn't adapted from this web comic, I would have bothered to even maybe if there was nothing else? But you know, yeah, this, you, but I mean, you've done some questionable things in the past. So yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I I might I might have because this was you know what? You know we might have been talking about tonight instead. We might have been talking about Death on the Nile. So there. 
Oh, okay. You know, either way, I this was easy. This was somewhat fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't mind this at all, to be honest with you. I give you a hard time, but I didn't mind this. This was like one of those things where, like, you know, I, I found myself uh, not fully getting into it, but you know, kind of like cheering them on the end. Okay, yeah, the guy mm-hmm. got the girl. Good job. Um, you know, hey, hey, real quick before we go, your issue with poor Sarah Silverman. It was a joy. And a revelation to us all, a comedic genius, if you if if uh, you will. God, why do I lose respect for you every time you take up for her? <laughs> what is your problem, sir? Why do you? I think Sarah she's Silverman? a. I think she is foul and not okay. funny. Okay. And I think she is a shock comedian that relies too much too heavily on filth. Wait, do you have that same problem with other people that came up in that generation of comedians like David yes. L? Okay. Yes. Do you, do you hate David Tell? Yeah. Oh, too, for all those same yeah. reasons. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jim Norton. Same thing. Don't like little Jimmy Norton. No. Okay. Then I like I him better him. now that he's on on uh, the radio and he has sort of okay. a filter. Okay. Because like they all came out of that same scene. Yeah. They're all filthy. They're all you know gross shock comedians. So yeah, like, I, you know, I don't get into so that. I, as long as you're I, consistent, that's fine. But like, you can't. You'd be like, "Oh, Sarah Silverman was the worst." Sarah Silverman was by far not the worst. Out I mean, Oscar host, uh, what's her face, Amy Schumer, uh, is far worse than Potato Face. Than... I hate her. Oscar host Amy Schumer is she's far hosting worse. the Oscars. Have you not seen that today? Yeah, that got announced earlier today. They, they got her to. Oh my dude, yo! Let me quick grab it for you. Um, there's it, there's gonna be three different Oscar hosts. Well, I okay. would have done it for free. Okay, no, you got to see this fucking lineup they got because it's like, hey, we can't. <laughs> Kevin Smith is upset. We haven't nominated Spider Man for a Best Picture. Why can't we do something to make people watch the the Oscars? And the Oscar says, "Hold my beer." Your hosts are. Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes, who's a hundred years old. Get it? I'm not going anywhere near the Oscars this year. <laughs> this is going to be so terrible. This I can't is... wait. I cannot wait for Wanda Sykes to announce Power of the Dog winning Best Picture. I can't wait. I will. Oh. I'll watch for that. <laughs> the Gay Cowboy movie. All right. <laughs> Poor one Sykes. Um, I can't think of a man. more relevant person who's happening right now. I mean, definitely not Tom Holland. You know, someone who's really right in the center of the zeitgeist of American culture than Wanda Sykes. Who hosted last year? I don't remember. I don't know if there was one the last 90, year. Yeah, there was. Uh, oh, it had to have been with Nomadland one. Um, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was probably the uh, the laptop GM of Raw. <laughs> All right, I got him. I got him. <laughs> Bring. Wait. All right, R- Ronnie. We have an email from the GM. <laughs> we have an email from the Oscar host. Um, look, <laughs> if you've got Peacock, there's no reason to, you know, and, and you even slightly like romantic comedies. This was this was really. Nice. This was a- <laughs> Ronnie's done. It was a very sweet movie, a very lovely, nice movie. It's not going to win any awards. It's not going to knock people's <laughs> socks off. <laughs> um, just real quick, the critical response was on Rotten Tomatoes, 58% of 149 critics. 
uh, with an average rating of 5.5 5 out of 10. Yeah. yeah. The consensus is Mar Marry Me's silly storyline <laughs> is heavy on the something old and something borrowed, but the movie's well-matched leads make it easy to say, I do. Metacritic, which uses um, a weighted average assigned the film a score of 50 out of 100 based on 43 critics, indicating mixed or average reviews. Audiences polled by CinemaScore gave the film a B+. Um, while those at Post Track gave it 80% positive, with 66 saying they would definitely recommend it. Angie Han of The Hollywood Reporter said those hoping the film might push the genre to more extravagant limits may be surprised at how relatively low-key their love story ends up being. Yeah, I'm fine with it being low-key. I did not want extravagant from this. But sometimes <laughs> right. that's that's the most pleasurable kind of fairy tale, one so close to convincing you can forget for a spell that it's just a dream. 100% agree with that. Owen Gleiberman of Variety wrote that the bar for rom-coms is not high, and this one, ludicrous as it often is, inches over the bar, but I would no more call it a good movie than I would pretend fast food is high in nutrients. Yeah. Hey, it, it entertained me and my wife for the almost two hours we watched it and put my daughter to sleep. There's my official review for the box. Ronnie, final words? If you're just looking for something to keep on in the background or watch with a loved one, you know, just have those warm, fuzzy vibes. This is perfect. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there's, I mean, like, did it do the comic book any justice? No, the comic book didn't really do itself any justice, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is, this is not winning any well. Eisner. Marami's yeah. not winning any Eisner awards. No. And this is not winning any Oscars because one potato face Schumer probably doesn't know it exists. But, um, but I'm telling you, dude, I'm, I'm I'm boycotting this year. Oh my god! Uh, <laughs> Take, she's, calm, she's calm down with your revolution. It's okay to just not watch. Go play some D and D that night. Hey, <laughs> did you like the single? That you know what? Um, the marry me single in and of itself was kind of meh, but I actually liked on my way to you. Hold on, don't you use D and D as a slight? Anyway, <laughs> I didn't. I said go play, <laughs> go do something you enjoy that brings joy to your life. Is what I meant. I know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, the music I've never cared much for her music, uh, mm -hmm. but it was it was good. I mean, it was good. It was okay. It is what it is. Pop music, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Well, do you know if you want to be if you are are uh, scrolling through TikTok, Ronnie Adams? Oh yeah, for, I mean, I loved it, and I wonder where <laughs> I can find it next. During if you're scrolling through TikTok looking for D and D girls who are seeking a hot boyfriend in the North Carolina area. Um, and you want to, and you want to send me. them, and then you want to send them a song that says that you're on your way to them, and so you pick from "Marry Me." Jennifer Lopez is on my way to you, like you would. Do you know where you can find the single to "On My Way to You"? My God, it was a long road to get there with you, but I bet <laughs> it was Amazon Music. <laughs> it certainly is, Ollie. It certainly is. I just, I'm just here flipping my tie, <laughs> waiting for you to get done. Um, by the end of that, Frodo threw the ring in the fires of Mount Doom. Um, God, next started, time take the Eagles, Mark. Take the Eagles. When we started that plug, we were in the Shire. Um, anyway, <laughs> Amazon is offering a free 30-day trial of the Amazon Music Unlimited service. Head over to getamazonmusic.com slash W2M Network. There's a link in the description of this podcast. Uh, fill out the sign-up process. And you get to uh, stream <clears throat> all the Jennifer Lopez music you could ever want. <clears throat> you could listen to Marry Me 100 times, On My Way to You 200 times. And then when you get done, you can listen to Ronnie Adams' favorite 
band John Cougar concentration camp. Um, you know, or you <laughs> <laughs> No, you, <laughs> you can't can, say that. I don't can, like them. You can They're listen not real. You can listen to all the various Lordy Versity albums that have come out, uh, like Humanimals <laughs> and uh Super uh Superfly Trap. <laughs> Um, you want everything. to listen to music that isn't made up <laughs> Jennifer Lopez is not made up click the link get oh, amazonmusic.com slash W2M network uh, after the 30 days is up if you choose to keep it pay the monthly fee like you do with Spotify or Apple Music or you can cancel no fuss, no must, no contracts but it's a great service, we use it all the time to play Ronnie's favorite music on the Metal Hammer of Doom <laughs> alright, so that's it that's our review of marry me the comic and marry me the movie uh so this kicks off a week of shows here we actually started last night after the super bowl myself and jason teasley talked national champions um american underdog and we are marshall which probably would, would have been more up ronnie's alley but nope he's here doing marry me because he's a good friend uh tomorrow and more movies that ronnie wouldn't have liked that he gets to miss out on uh, we will be talking the French, <laughs> the French movie, French sci-fi uh, comedy. I'm not Done. sure what to call it. Out. Um, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> from the director of Am- from the director of Amelie, Big Bug, which is currently on Netflix, and then Steve Soderbergh, who's been in the news recently, hawking his new movie with uh, Zoe Kravitz, uh, Kimmy. So that's currently on HBO Max. We will talk about it tomorrow on Damn You Hollywood. The aforementioned Lordy Versity. We're going to review Humanimals on Wednesday night. And then, as Jason likes to call her, the MVP of the Rattlegion Broadcasting Network, the designated hitter, the walk-on batter, Melissa Rattledge will be joining me on the 17th to talk smutty movies. Yes, sir. We're going to talk the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy. Yeah. What do you think about that, Ronnie? Yep. (laughs) <laughs> so back, back I had from so her... many things in my mind I, I was like <laughs> I love Mark I can't say these things <laughs> back from her successful uh, long road to ruin where we talked about the Twilight movies she's here again to hit the other one that women seem to enjoy Fifty Shades so listen we're talk... I don't like these movies mm-hmm. they're not meant for you sir they're not meant for me uh, I read the book I read the first Twilight book uh, for a girl that I was dating at the time yeah. Uh, and just to say, you know, hey, I read it for you. It was, it was terrible. <laughs> um, and I told her this. And, you know, she appreciated my honesty, uh, sure. she said. And then we broke up shortly after that, apparently, because I was Team Jacob. But, um, <laughs> I don't oh, know. you you like the werewolf child boy hairy thing? I, don't was know. I, I just remember them saying Team Jacob and Team <laughs> Edward. That's I don't know word. if the main vampire was named Clifford, that, it was Edward. I, I okay, so all right, all right. Um, nothing on. But no, I was just going. I was going Go to compliment your wife and saying oh. she does a really good job on uh, these shows. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. I've been on one. It's like a decade now, but that's fine. Uh, certainly appreciate nice things being said about my wife. Well, yeah. she's actually disappearing this weekend, which means I have all weekend to do all kinds of stuff. On Saturday, we're re-airing another one of our body count reviews. This one's manslaughter. And then at noon, myself and Dan Lasby and Christian and possibly, definitely maybe uh, Chris Bailey will be doing a live stream of the Saudi Arabian Elimination Chamber (coughs) of the WWE. And then uh, Impact, No Surrender, Moose versus W. Morrison. 
uh, in the main event. After that ends, um, after Impact No Surrender ends, allegedly Harry Broadhurst and I will be doing another Indie Cider TV party for AIW. You know what? I'm not leaving. And then uh, we're going to review Impact No Surrender. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. I overbooked myself. First, we have a re-airing of the Beverly Hills Cop Trilogy. Then uh, Jason Teasing and I will continue our look at Black Cinema, this time focusing on uh, much ballyhooed and award-winning director Spike Lee. We're going to look at Do the Right Thing, Malcolm X starring Denzel Washington, and Old Boy. And then, because no one leaves me alone, um, the Life is Like a Game Show guys uh, beat me up and threw me in a corner and kicked me and told me I had to review this with them and who am I to resist? So we're going to do an on trial for the movie quiz. They show. ask you once. <laughs> they demanded. They held me hostage. They demanded. They said, please. <laughs> I don't think they said, please. They said, hey, when are we doing this? And I was like, uh, why? I'm exhausted. <laughs> um, I'm like Jennifer Lopez and marry me. I'm so tired. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, and in addition to that, um, we may or may not be doing a review of Death on the Nile. It depends on if the person who asked me about it decides if she actually wants to do it. Um, a week from tonight is our re-airing, our four-part re-airing of the Daredevil season one uh, that Gavin hosted a couple of years ago. I cut out all the nonsense. I cut out all the speculation about Power Man and Iron Fist. And it's about a three-hour podcast now of all 12 episodes. Uh, I was on it. Robert Winfrey was on it. Benjamin J. Cologne, Sean Comer. Um, so we're all there talking to Gavin over the course of four episodes and 12 individual Daredevil episodes. So that'll be re-aired a week from tonight. And then we'll be reviewing the Book of Boba Fett, Peacemaker, and many, many other kitchen utensils. So I'm going to go ahead. Uh, I'm going to let Ronnie go ahead and do his plugs. And I'll be right back. All right. Hey, if you look down below, like uh, right, uh, right here, this is my name, and also this is my channel, Twitch.tv/slash Misfits and Miscreants. Now, what do I do on there? Uh, when uh, we are a live play, actual play D and D stream uh, every other Saturday. That means this coming Saturday, we will be playing D and D, and you will be able to watch us on our on this channel. Uh, we are running. Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. It is so much fun. I have such good players. Uh, I just wanted to show them off. They're great. They're a great crew. Uh, the game is really livening up, and uh, we've got seven of us. It's been a blast so far. Um, we've got some things coming up in the works where uh, where I'm going to have a uh, one of my players do a guest game master spot where he will be ho uh, hosting a game of. Uh, monster of the week which is another ttrpg i will be more than likely as it looks right now hosting a game of uh the power rangers tabletop role-playing game which just came out and it excited me and it looks really fun uh there's some other stuff coming up we you know magic i play magic the gathering i play magic the gathering arena which is all computer um then we're going to do some we're going to do some board games things like that uh, we're really narrowing it down. Uh, and then this coming March at the end of March, I will be going live, uh, here, here, there, uh, hither, thither, and yon, uh, at GaryCon in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, which is the birthplace of Dungeons and Dragons. GaryCon is a convention that celebrates the, the life 
of the co-creator of D&D, Gary Gygax. Uh, so Ernest Gary Gygax Jr., which is his son, uh, lives up there. as well. And Luke Gygax's other son, one of his other sons, is the gentleman that puts it on. So uh, I will be going up there, hopefully uh, meeting Luke for the first time and saying hello to Ernie again because I've met him before. Uh, great. You know, Ernie's a good dude. Uh, no matter what people say about him, he's a really good dude. Um, then, you know, there's some other people there up there that I hopefully we'll get to meet, but man, it's, it's been a trip so far. So if you like D and D and you like D and D related stuff, or you just like, you just like board games, things like that, give us a follow. And when we're not doing board game stuff and I'm not doing podcasts with Mark, you get to watch my big dumb head play video games, which is always fun because I'm not very good at some of them and you get to make fun of me. Uh, so come and hang out, uh, hit the follow button and, um, yeah, just, uh, just follow along. We've got some big things in store. Uh, back to you, Marcus. Folks, thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow night with the AMU Hollywood for Kimmy and Big Bug. Uh, Ronnie, when's the next time you're coming back? I think it's Vox Machina. Uh, maybe. Let's see. Let's pull up Ronnie Adams' schedule. Yeah, the next time you'll be, we'll, we'll see you will be March 21st for The Legend of Vox Machina. Hey, mm-hmm. check that out, Ronnie. Something you asked for, and you're on it. So, yay. <laughs> and then you'll be, you've got a couple of shows in April to do. Me and you, yeah. if you, you know, you a ways back, we're like, I'm going to throw Robert off, damn you, Hollywood. I'm like, no, the fuck, you're not. But you are, in this particular case, because he doesn't want to do this. This is a Michael, the new Michael Bay movie, Ambulance, which comes out in April. You yep. and I are going to yep. review that. Yeah, that looks actually... Pretty interesting, so I don't mind that at all. Um, and then again, you and I were kicking around something, and you made a request of me, and so uh, we figured something out. So May 29th, Ronnie Adams and I are going to be doing a triple feature of 80 shows that were turned into feature-length motion pictures. We're going to do the A Team, Miami Vice, and Dukes of Hazard, and then that's going to be so good. That's going to be so much fun! Yay! So good. Yes, sir. And then he's going to be, and then I've got him on a whole bunch of stuff over the course of the year. So uh, I'm not done with Ronnie Adams yet. That he has to run by me because <laughs> he's not- get, he said, hey, by the way, you're doing this. I said, hey, by the way, I'm out of town, mother trucker. <laughs> and he's like, oh, damn. I'm like, yeah, you didn't think, yeah, did you? <laughs> I don't care. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. The comic book store is closed. Be well, be safe, and behave.